It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, we're almost through the holiday season, and I would guess many of you have decided right after New Year's Day party, you'll be going back to a healthy eating. And so let's explore what that really means. Will you be making a New Year's resolution? Or will you be making a commitment to yourself to change your eating habits? You know, are those leftover Christmas cookies and fudge calling your name? Hmm. For many, once the sugar train rolls in, it is hard to put the brakes on. If you're having a hard time getting off sugar off the sugar train, we want to help you understand the biochemistry of temptation. Yeah, I did say biochemistry of temptation. And how can you actually make a commitment to your health and be successful? Do you ever wonder, do I change my brain to change my nutrition? Or do I change my nutrition to change my brain? Yeah, maybe I should say that one more time. Think about this. Do I change my brain to change my nutrition? Or do I change my nutrition to change my brain? That's an interesting thought, interesting concepts. Which is exactly what this whole entire show will be about. Yes. That kind of theme. Mm-hmm. So joining me today in this interesting discussion is Katie Harla. Katie is a licensed and registered dietitian. You see clients in Lakeville. Yep. You see clients mm-hmm. in the YZ office. Yes. She also teaches many nutrition classes for businesses and community groups. You're all over the place. All over the place. It's a good thing. Yes, you love that. I love it. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome. So Thank you. Have you seen clients that have, are having a hard time putting the brakes on? Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of clients um, over, you know, this, this season where they're really getting back into that uh, almost addiction feeling to sugar. Yes. A lot of clients. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, what they say is... Once they get the sugar back in their system, it continues to call their name. You know, they say that every place they've been turning recently, there's been eggnog, lattes, you know, Christmas cookies calling their name, maybe those fudge pretzels dipped in almond bark. I know those are some of a couple of my clients' favorite, they've said. Caramels, but really it's just sugar, sugar, and more sugar. And the more sugar that they eat, the more they want. Um, You know, when I was, and I've said this on the radio show before, but when I was in school, to become a dietitian, I was actually experiencing a lot of the same out-of-control sugar cravings. I almost, you know, jokingly would say to my friends, you know, oh, I'm a sugaraholic. I know uh-huh. it's not good for me, but I feel like I'm a sugaraholic because I'd be thinking about food or thinking about carbohydrate sugar foods all of the time. They were, as we say, calling my name. Well, so when we walked into the studio this mm-hmm. morning... There's a big box of chocolate sitting right here. Sitting right on the desk here. And guess what? None of us have even looked at it. No, no. We don't even, <laughs> we don't even care. Um, but, you know, after I started eating the weight and wellness way for a few weeks, those cravings that I had that I assumed were just a part of me, this is just how I am, I'm this sugarholic, those disappeared. Um, so I know that I really can't eat holiday treats 
Mm -hmm. or my cravings would start to come roaring back. So what I do is I choose to treat myself with good food. So I will get, you know, I'll be eating extra special meats and vegetables cooked in butter. Um, You know, this uh, past weekend I was up at my fiance's um, family's place in Bismarck. Fiance's. Yes, fiance. well, we'll come back to that. We'll one. come back to that. So, but they we had we had um, one evening we had really good meatballs. The other evening we had like a salmon dish with like parsley and onion, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm going to buy fruit, I buy organic fruit because it is it just has so much more flavor to it. You know, and I'll treat myself to even organic. Uh, carrots and sweet potatoes. It is amazing how much better they taste. They taste so much better. And they, when, when our food tastes better and we enjoy our food more, we don't feel deprived. So it really sounds as though you are careful not to turn on your chemistry of temptation. Yes. So let's kind of explore what this chemistry of temptation really means. What turns it on and how you can turn it off. So also joining us today is Jennifer Barnes, who is a licensed nutritionist and sees clients in our St. Paul office. She also, you're a mom of two young girls. How old are those now? Uh, One and three. Oh, my gosh. I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) And you actually got to the studio this morning. This is pretty (laughs) good. So, Jennifer, she really brings to the counseling table, you know, the the things about raising little girls, Mm -hmm. all that baby nutrition, you have all that in your pocket, Mm -hmm. but you've also had some personal experience with an autoimmune disease, and you really manage that very well with nutrition, don't you? Absolutely. I found that to be the most significant component in managing. So I think if people have questions today, Jennifer would be a great person to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, help you with some of those answers if you're struggling with an autoimmune disease or even, hey, what to feed your, your one-year-old. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I can relate, too. Um, you know, just before when I was eating more um, processed carbs, more sugars, mm-hmm. um, more bread, pasta, things like that, um, I had a lot more achy joints, mm-hmm. a lot more inflammation mm-hmm. in my body, mm-hmm. waking up more stiff, waking up just kind of puffy. Um and when I started to take some of those foods out, I noticed that my inflammation went way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt just a lot lighter waking up, a lot less um, aches and pains. So with that, though, my sugar cravings went way down. Yeah, just like mine did. So, Jennifer, what were some of the things that you kind of took out of your eating? To I mean, today, the things that maybe you don't eat mm-hmm. because... If you ate them, you wouldn't feel really, really good. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, gluten was definitely an issue. Okay, so and then you, again, basically, you don't eat bread. Right. I don't eat bread. I don't eat cereal. Mm-hmm. I don't even really look at that as a food anymore, you know, because okay. I've made that connection with um, that negative effect on my body. Okay. So is there anything else that you took out? I did take out most dairy. Okay. Um, soy. Soy? Was, most soy is a problem. And that's really not that hard to take out if you watch the labels. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other hidden foods that you took out um, that you noticed? I don't eat a lot of peanuts or corn. Okay. So all of those foods you're really noticing would affect your inflammation, essentially. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not only that, like, you know, for you, just like what was happening with me, some of those foods, like if I eat those foods, maybe if you eat those foods, it triggers your brain 
to have sugar cravings, right? That's exactly what was happening. And it took me a while to, to make that connection. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we, we've changed our nutrition to change our brain. So it's not, again, mm-hmm. like it's not us being strong enough against the cookies or, you know, the sugar. It's removing those foods so they don't essentially tell our brain to keep eating it, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, did you, Jennifer, did you make a uh, New Year's resolution you know, <laughs> this year, this is because this surprise, is what we surprise. see, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, our clients will come in and they'll sit down and, okay, you know, I'm going to yeah. make a New Year's resolution. So did you make a New, New Year's resolution? <laughs> I, I didn't actually. Okay. Okay. But I do, I will say that I think that, you know, any time of the year where you're kind of prompted to mm-hmm. evaluate your state of health, um, you know, what's going on with you, I think more power to you. But if we can look at that as, you know, what's really going to last long term, it's not about, so much changing a number on the scale, mm-hmm. um, but really, what is it about your health that's going to help you make decisions on a daily basis? Yes, it's going to really motivate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I just have made those connections with my food and how they make me feel, the inflammation that they it could or couldn't cause, and I want to protect my my joints. I want to mm-hmm. keep my, I want to live the the best life I can. So instead of resolution, you've almost made a commitment absolutely to say like oh i want to feel my best you know all of us we want to feel our best so Mm -hmm. it's not a a a resolution for us each year it's a it's a daily commitment that i want to feel my best and i don't want sugar cravings and i don't want inflammation in my body so a commitment it really is it's so much more powerful right right and i think jennifer you really made that commitment to eat in a certain way (laughs) because it's it's an intellectual understanding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that when you eat this you're going to hurt more. Right. Yes. Right. And so then you say, okay, I'm not going to do it. Right. But until right. you knew that, you wouldn't be able to even think in terms of changing your eating until you figured that out. So we're going to take a break. But for all the listeners, think about those things. You know, think about your body and think about, you know, how you want to be feeling better. What would it, what is it about your body that would motivate you to start to change your nutrition. Maybe you don't want achy joints. Maybe you want your moods to feel more uplifted. You know, maybe you want to sleep better. So think about those things. And we're going to keep talking um, about how to change our eating to actually change the way our brain works so we can stay committed. Uh, But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have decided to lose weight this year, then I suggest signing up for Nutrition for Weight Loss. So classes start in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin on January 8th. Um, it's a Wednesday night, so if you live in the Balsam Lake, um, Balsam Lake, St. Croix Falls, uh, or Luck, Wisconsin area, I encourage you to tell a friend, and you can, you and your friend can lose weight together. That sounds nice. Uh, so, what is Nutrition for Weight Loss? It's really it's a fantastic class series. So you will get your own individualized plan from a nutritionist. You will participate in a supportive group setting for twelve weeks to learn how. Your body will lose weight without counting points, eating prepackaged food, or starving. So we as nutritionists also meet with you for two hours and devise a plan that meets your health goals. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up. By April 8th, you will feel like a new person. We'll be right back. A wise doctor once said, Today you are you that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. 
For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with their clients. Because they know that no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they have the research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their four Twin Cities offices for a consultation, or you can schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Welcome back to Speaking of Nutrition. Before we went on break, we were talking about our Nutrition for Weight Loss class. Um... But you may be saying, I didn't want to drive to Balsam Lake. Uh, but we also have additional Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, all starting January 27th that week in North Oaks in Maple Grove, January 28th in Lakeville, January 29th in Wyzetta, and January 30th in St. Paul, Friday morning, um, January 31st in Wyzetta. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up, and we'll get you started. Or you can also visit our website at weightandwellness.com to register online. So we were talking about making a commitment, how you really change your behavior, Mm -hmm. how you make this commitment to, you know, basically eat better. Mm -hmm. And we say, you know, I say this is an intellectual understanding of how certain foods may affect your body. Mm -hmm. And once you make that connection, it works, Mm -hmm. doesn't it, Jennifer? It does. Absolutely. You know, I remember eating um, cereal. For breakfast every mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. not even just not even making that connection, not realizing that that was part of that aches and pains and inflammation that I was experiencing. So would you say that that would be oatmeal, too? Would that make you achy? It would. OK. Mo- yes. And people all believe that oatmeal is a wonderful food. It is for some people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it isn't for everyone. Exactly. So and I my grandma would be OK with me sharing this. I know she would. And if grandma, you're listening, hello. Um, but, you know, my grandma, she, something that I love about her, I, and I've said this, I'm like, grandma, you would be a great client. Because anytime I have said anything to her or mentioned anything about the nutrition and how she eats in passing, she just, she just does it. She just, she takes what I say, what I say, and she just does it. So um, she has some arthritis in her body since we're talking about achy joints. So she has some arthritis in her body. Um And she, you know, I said, hey, grandma, why don't you try cutting out, you know, things like bread and cereal, um, you know, and your toast every single morning. Um, And she did that. And she was feeling great. Her energy was great. She didn't have any aches and pains. And one day she said to herself, man, I, you know, I, I miss a bowl of Cheerios. So she decided that morning she was going to have a bowl of Cheerios for breakfast. And sure enough, an hour, two hours later, later, she was laid up in her bed, aching everywhere. And that was the only thing that was different. So I bet she made a commitment. She did. She <laughs> made that connection. And she knows I can't eat those foods because they give me aches and pains. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, yeah. exactly what we're talking about. That was her. But I think that eating those foods then also raises that temptation mm-hmm. to eat like the chocolates that are sitting here. Yes, right. The fudge, the Christmas cookies, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's almost like those foods turn your brain back on to craving them. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So the chemistry of temptation is what we are talking about. That's kind of what this whole discussion is themed around. Um, it may be a new term for some people, you know, but Dar's brain has been working overtime and she just loves to dig into nutrition a little deeper, you know, deeper than just protein, carbs, and fat. Um, so we believe if you understand the brain chemistry of temptation, you will be able to avoid getting caught in the struggle of overindulging during this holiday season. And we all have that chemistry of temptation, just some of us more mm-hmm. more than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you come from a family with a history of addiction, maybe to alcoholism, drug addiction, tobacco use, even eating disorders, um, you may have more of a predetermined chemistry of temptation. So the chemistry of temptation is found in the area of the brain called the pleasure center. Mm-hmm. So, and then high sugar foods, processed carbs, drugs, alcohol, nicotine, shopping, and sex can actually wake up that pleasure center. So, the neurotransmitter dopamine is considered the source of the chemistry of temptation. So, researchers have found that dopamine, what it does is it teaches your brain what you want and where you can get it, regardless. Of if it's good for you or not. Sounds pretty powerful. Sounds pretty powerful. And, and it, it sounds... It is. It is powerful. And it sounds like something that people have experienced. Like, for instance, um, they know they shouldn't eat five Christmas cookies, mm-hmm. right? They know that that won't be something good for them. Even so, their brain or that dopamine piece is driving that behavior. So we're going to kind of get into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Explaining this a little bit more. So... This is how we create the chemistry of cravings, or what we call the chemistry of temptation. So to start with, you experience something that gives you pleasure. Maybe it's something as simple as making eating Christmas cookies with your your lovely grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. Nice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that can actually stimulate that pleasure center in your brain, and you get that little dopamine boost. You know, and then they describe this as that you're kind of like your your pleasure center lights up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So just think of that. Think of your brain just after you're eating, let's say, the Christmas cookies, just lighting up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of the dopamine travels to an area in your brain where memories are formed and creates a memory connecting Christmas cookies with grandma to pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think a lot of people have that memory. Yes. You know, so that's exactly what this dopamine is. It's a chemical in the brain, just to reiterate, it's a Mm -hmm. chemical in the brain that sends messages from cell to cell, back, forth, back, forth, telling our brain what to do, whether we are to crave those cookies or or not. So we know that, you know, our rational self or, you know, our self, the one that would make a New Year's resolution, would understand that overeating Christmas cookies could lead to things like weight gain or an achy body. But the pleasure center in your brain is yelling, we have just hit the dopamine jackpot, right? Keep yeah. the cookies coming. And I think, I bet if if people will really stop and think mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. I bet a lot of people are right in that right now. Yes, yes. Coming and, out of... Mm-hmm. And so they've got the dopamine going on when they see the Christmas cookies or the box of chocolates that are sitting here, mm-hmm. you know, any of those kinds of things. Yes, where that food is just calling their name. 
Um, yeah. And they really do notice that this time of year. The more they have it, the more it keeps, they keep craving it. Right. And because of that, that connection that we're making with this, you know, really enjoyable time of the year, those Christmas cookies with grandma, um, you know, we've created the, those good memories. So, um, you know, something that could still trigger that feeling, that um, dopamine boost in your brain is just seeing a plate of cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because that alone can release that surge of dopamine driving you to reach for one cookie after another. Um, so we're just reinforcing that, that cookie, the cookie memory, um, which is really that, what we're talking about, that chemistry of temptation. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting way to put it, the cookie memory or the fudge <laughs> memory or the hot cocoa memory. Right. You know how people will think about um, like the Christmas season and they will all of a sudden just get... You know, they'll say, oh, I love um, peppermint hot chocolates. And they get all of a sudden that you can just almost see this surge in their brain as they get kind of mm-hmm. almost, oh, I love my peppermint nostalgic hot chocolate. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, very nostalgic, right? Yeah. So and, and that's exactly what is happening. Mm-hmm. They are getting that dopamine surge. Mm-hmm. And it's giving their brain pleasure just even thinking and anticipating the peppermint hot chocolate. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So dopamine can be good or dopamine can maybe surges of dopamine. Yes. Are what causes addiction, yes. really. It's the surge of dopamine. We're not saying dopamine is bad. We no. need dopamine, but it's the surge of it. So should we take a break, Jennifer? Yes. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, I, me- I mentioned earlier in the show that I really don't eat dairy. Um, I'm not alone. About 50 million Americans avoid dairy products. So you might ask, well, where do you get your calcium? I think I, that's a really good Yeah, we get this question, question all the oh, time, yes. right? All yep. the time. Um it may surprise you that things like almonds, green vegetables, sardines. Oh, and did you guys know that in our new cookbook that is almost ready to go to print, we, yeah. has a sardine salad in it Ooh. from Brenna. Yeah, from Brenna. <laughs> Before you even said that, I was like, that is, sounds like a Brenna recipe. <laughs> Hi, Brenna. She's getting a lot of her calcium in her sardines. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Yep. So oh, the funny. sardines, salmon, these are all high calcium foods. Um, four ounces of salmon, so like a nice serving of salmon, contains 310 milligrams of calcium. If you have a quarter cup of almonds, you're getting 84 milligrams of calcium. And just a half a cup of some cooked spinach has 122 milligrams of calcium. So you can see, I mean, in in just one meal there, you can easily get over 500 milligrams of calcium just by eating real food. If you need more answers about how to avoid osteoporosis, check out our class calendar and look for nutritional solutions to prevent osteoporosis class listing. Go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, just a reminder to listeners, if you want to give us a call today in studio, uh, the number is 651-641-1071 and just ask some good questions. Maybe they've had some experiences with this chemistry of temptation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe they have some experiences with the sugar addiction. Yes. 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 So feel free. Give us a call. 651-641-1071. We like to chat nutrition. So if you do too, why don't you give us a call, right? Um, I would like to share a viewpoint from two Harvard professors. So Dr. David Ludwig from Boston Children's Hospital and Harvard Medical School and one of our favorite researchers, Dr. Walter Willett of the Harvard Medical School, suggest that the recommendation to replace whole milk with reduced fat milk may very well 
be dangerous because the fat, often in foods, is replaced with sugar. So that is so interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, I think Michelle Obama was one of the people that was really pushing to have reduced fat, yes. skim milk. In schools. In schools. Yes, you're, that's, that is correct. And here are these are researchers. Mm-hmm. That are, are pretty famous researchers. They are, yeah, that we follow and we cite a lot in our, actually, our weight and wellness and nutrition for weight loss classes. Yes. Um, but that's the thing. If we, if we take out the fat in food, we are removing the flavor. You know, so if we remove the flavor, you know, the companies still want us to buy their product. Another thing to think about when we're, th- you know, talking about this is that Kids' brains mm-hmm. are made up of fat. Mm-hmm. Yes. As adults are too. Yes, right. But especially kids. And they need that healthy fat mm-hmm. for brain power. Yes, for to do well in school. You know, so one cup of, you know, reduced fat milk um, contains more sugar than a Reese's peanut butter cup. And That's amazing. A, yes, Katie. it is amazing to think of it like that. And about the same as a chocolate chip cookie. So, so oh. So actually what you're saying is skim milk might Mm -hmm. turn on that chemistry of temptation. Yes, yes. You know, another piece like just about, let's say, skim milk or fat-free foods is that, again, you remove the fat, you remove the flavor, but you remove the fat, you remove your ability to control your blood sugar because fat is, it's uh, it's like a blood sugar anchor. It keeps your blood sugars stabilized. Right, exactly. So, you know, um, so one, one serving of that reduced fat milk puts a child over the limit for sugar to intake. And then there's the whole story about the low-fat chocolate milk that kids are drinking. Oh, it's crim- sh- sugar. criminal. Criminal, <laughs> yes. That is a good way to put it. It really is. Um, sugar, 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 right? So anyway, you know, before break, we were talking about the chemistry of temptation. And I think uh, if people are more interested in this whole idea about the chemistry of temptation, I actually wrote an an article for our next newsletter, which will be coming out in a few days. So if if you're not getting our newsletter, just go to weightandwellness.com, sign up and get a free newsletter. And I, I explain it a little bit more in detail in that article. But as we were talking about the chemistry of temptation, you know, it uh, kind of that means how many cravings you have, mm-hmm. you know, how you're able to eat in a healthy way and not be drawn to that box of candy or that plate of cookies mm-hmm. just to be able to see it and and nothing nothing gets turned on. Your pleasure center doesn't get turned on. So we're talking about dopamine as being one of the factors that controls the pleasure center. And we were going to try to explain that it's when you have surges of dopamine that is actually the addiction part. Mm-hmm. So like when people, some people, not everyone, but when some, some people, when they eat fudge, they get that dopamine surge. surge. When they eat cookies, they get that dopamine surge. Mm-hmm. When they drink alcohol, they drink, get that dopamine surge. But not everyone. Not everyone. So what is the magic about that? Exactly. We need to, you know, keep keep the dopamine levels steady and stable in our brain. So if you're addicted to processed carbs and sugar, you know, maybe like like I used to deem myself, right, the sugar aholic. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, oh yes, that's me, um, you might be surprised that not everyone is a sugar aholic or not that everyone isn't thinking about sugar all the time. Um, those people are not 
sensitive to the dopamine surges because they have sufficient dopamine all of the time. Uh, you know, I think of sufficient dopamine levels as they're beneficial. Uh, dopamine also controls areas of the brain that help us make decisions. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that it creates motivation in our brain. It creates drive. It creates focus. It's the neurotransmitter of energy. Uh, and it gives us that positive and productive behavior. I think, you know, dopamine is kind of like uh, the superwoman or the superman brain chemical. It just makes us feel like we can we can do it all and we're good energy, good focus, good motivation, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We teach that all in our weight and wellness yes. classes, don't we? Yes. And so this is, this is, you know, driving it back to the point that what what can we do to increase the dopamine and keep it steady in our brain so that we always have those feelings? It's not just who we are. How can we increase the dopamine so we don't have those cravings? So, you know, a steady, steady supply of mm-hmm. dopamine is really beneficial. But the dopamine surges are what can lead to addiction or, again, that chemistry of temptation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was back when I was in a that sugarholic state um you know somebody would put cookies in front of me Mm -hmm. and you know maybe i was having a conversation with a friend and maybe people can relate to this but i would have the cookies in front of me on the table and i was supposed to be having this conversation with my friend uh, but instead all i was doing was thinking about the cookies i think that happens to a lot of people i'm sure it does so there it's that that temptation the cookies are just sitting there calling their name and it's like that memory that has been has been created mm-hmm. from the dopamine mm-hmm. going into the memory center mm-hmm. and now as soon as you see mm-hmm. that plate of mm-hmm. cookies you want it yes so because i did not have sufficient dopamine in my brain before and we will tell people how to get sufficient dopamine we are we will be talking about that but because i did not have the sufficient dopamine and i was having the surges of dopamine that is what was driving that behavior mm-hmm. and i'm sure with that low dopamine spike what comes up must come down yes and we're just kind of on this blood sugar roller coaster too which just leads to more, more. cravings mm-hmm. we want to get that level back up again so you know to Really, that's exactly what we want to do is that um, maintaining sufficient level of dopamine. And dopamine, again, that's a a neurotransmitter. And it's made from an amino acid called tyrosine. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this on the show before. All amino acids come from animal protein. So what do you need to eat to um, have sufficient dopamine? We need to eat animal protein. Mm -hmm. So, Jennifer, should we take a caller? Absolutely. Okay. We have Amy on the line. Good morning, Amy. Welcome welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question for us? Um, I recently started taking L-glutamine, and I'm just wondering, how does that actually help you with sugar cravings mm-hmm. to reduce them? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, a couple of things that happens. Uh, glutamine is another amino acid, and it doesn't make... Uh, dopamine, but it does make a neurotransmitter that's called GABA, and it helps us make that in our intestinal tract. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we have sufficient GABA, we have less sugar cravings, Mm -hmm. and we are calmer. And and, um, in Julia Ross, there's a great book called um, The Diet Cure by Julia Ross, and in her book, she writes that L-glutamine acts in the brain almost as a second level of blood sugar. So uh-huh. what happens is when our blood sugars are kind of fluctuating throughout the day, if, if it starts to dip off and we have sufficient L-glutamine in our system, it tells the brain that it's, it's still full. 
to not crave sugar because it's almost acting like that second level of blood sugar. You know, Katie, some of the some of the people, some of my clients have told me that really experience intense cravings for Mm -hmm, sugar. mm -hmm. They'll put a little bit of powdered glutamine on their tongue. Yes. And it'll take away their sugar craving. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. that powerful. It's that powerful. So, yeah, that's that's a fantastic amino acid to be taking. Yes. So great. Thank you. Thank you for the question. So, Jennifer, should we take one more caller, do you think? Or. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. We've got Jane on the line. Good morning, Jane. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What question do you have for us today? I have a nine-year-old who has ADHD, and I struggle to feed him anything that's not completely carbohydrate. And that's so yeah, and that and he won't you know eat any eggs. He won't eat any bacon. He won't eat anything that's except for cheeseburgers. But it's hard to give him that for breakfast. Um, and I. I kind of need some ideas. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, his cravings are coming from his intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. So what we would start with is balancing out that intestinal tract Mm -hmm. and things like, like we were just talking about, the glutamine Mm -hmm. works perfectly fine. And also bifidobacteria helps. So you have to readjust his biochemistry some so that he starts liking, you know, animal protein. And there is nothing wrong with having a cheeseburger for breakfast. I would just throw away the bun and have him eat the meat and the cheese. And just, you know, you might take, I've done this with my granddaughter, is I would take just a gluten-free tortilla, like a rice-based tortilla, and do the hamburger and put it in the tortilla, warm it up, grill it on both sides, and they love it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's changing that and getting more animal protein because... Uh, you know, one of the symptoms of ADD is not enough dopamine. It is, yeah. We've got to yeah. raise that dopamine level to keep focus and, you so know. Glutamine and what else? Bifidobacteria. Bifidobacteria. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those ones where it might be great to come in for a consultation because, you know, ADHD is so multifaceted that there's so many probably connections that we would be making. I mean, um, even going back down to the fact that some kids, kids, don't sleep well Mm -hmm, right so we might just start with sleep yeah it's you know each each person each child is so different with their nutritional needs Mm -hmm. and their biochemical Mm -hmm. needs absolutely so but thanks for the call yeah thank you thank you jane um you are listening to dishing up nutrition if you have a teenager or maybe a college student who is experiencing anxiety maybe depression I really recommend making an appointment with one of our nutritionists at Weight and Wellness. Um, Even for myself, when I was a young um, teenager, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and really felt like I didn't have any resources to help, um, anything that I could do, no actions to take. I just was kind of left with this diagnosis. Um, The doctor told me it didn't matter what I ate. So I spent almost... A decade, really, because I knew that there was a connection. I just didn't know what it was. You knew between. that there was a connection to your aches and pains to sugar? I, I did, to sugar. Even to at f- something say with 14 food, or 13. At that young of an age, yeah. Sure. Um, but it took me a long time to really kind of piece together what my body needed. So that's really what I want um, young people to realize is, is er, my hope for them is that they don't have to spend that much time figuring out what works and what doesn't work it, you know, come in, sit down with a nutritionist and we can really help speed up that process and, and really get you feeling better.
Um, so if, if your young person is willing, I can speak to them from this you know personal experience. Uh, call 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment. It's the time of year when half the people you know are sipping so-called shakes or eating locale meal replacements. Diet gimmicks may get short-term results, but to truly change your health and change your body, you have to change your nutrition. And to do that, you need nutritional weight and wellness. For more than 25 years, their licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have offered classes, consultations, and counseling. Nutritional weight and wellness started in the Twin Cities and is only in Minnesota. It's not a national chain that drops franchises and salespeople into town only to vanish a few years later. Nutritional Weight and Wellness will give you the know-how and motivation to make changes that will make a difference for the rest of your life. Sign up for a class or come in for a one-on-one consultation. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wyzetta, North Oaks, and Lakeville and offers classes at many other Twin Cities locations. Call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So I would like to take some time to reflect on how nutrition has helped some of my clients this past year. You know, so Bill has lowered his blood sugar to the normal range. Sarah has reduced her knee pain. In fact, it just completely stopped hurting. Katie, you know what? Guess what? What? Your mic was not on. Oh, so you just been talking to the air. Okay. Well, let's so start over. We start over. Let's start over. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to take some time here. Thank Good catch, Dar. Um, to reflect on really how nutrition has helped some of my clients this past year. So, you know, Bill has lowered his blood sugar to the normal range. That's and huge. he was diabetic, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yes. Okay. Sarah's reduced her knee pain. In fact, it completely stopped hurting, kind of like my grandma. Uh, Carla has gotten rid of her heartburn that was really plaguing her, really painful, painful, painful heartburn. Um, Trinette has greatly improved her sleep and is actually starting to finally break through and start to lose weight. Um, and Eliza's starting to get rid of some of her eye ticks. So all of those things. I mean, even something like eye ticks, eye ticks you know, like little twitches yep. in the eye. I mean, even something as little as that can actually be related back to your nutrition. Oh, mm. amazing, huh? Well, I have a few examples. You know, Betty's diarrhea of 15 years has finally stopped. I mean, can you imagine that? Wendy has stopped drinking six cans of Diet Coke per day. Fred can sleep through the night because his prostate is not saying, you need to get up and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like six times a night before. Yeah. yeah. And Pam's depression has lifted. She now has energy and is off of disability. And you know what? Margaret's hot flashes are gone. I mean, it's, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, these Mm -hmm. are all Mm -hmm. nutritional Mm -hmm. conditions. Yes. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Nutrition is so powerful. Yes, it It is. It really is. You know, so we were talking about this chemistry of temptation, this chemistry of addiction, and a lot of it circulating around um, dopamine this neuro, neurotransmitter dopamine. So we we don't want the surges of dopamine. We like dopamine's great, but we don't want the surge. So let's talk about how to get sufficient dopamine, so sufficient levels of dopamine in the brain so you don't have that addictive pattern. So that's the key, sufficient levels of dopamine. You know, when you eat two to four ounces of animal protein at least four times daily, five or six times is even better, really what you're doing is you're supporting your production of dopamine and 
you also have focus and you have drive. You have more energy and you are more positive. This is because you have great levels of dopamine all the time. And that seems like it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So, Jennifer, should we take one quick caller before we continue here? Absolutely. We have Doreen on the line. Good morning, Doreen. What is your question? Well, I had shingles and didn't um, know, realize it really was because I did what was misdiagnosed. I didn't have a rash, and I didn't think it was that painful. Mm-hmm. But I finally went to the doctor, and I now I have the post-herpetic neuralgia, mm-hmm. and I'm on medication for it, which helps, but I'm wondering if... Uh, my diet would, I think I eat well, but if my, if the, if my diet, anything that I could eat would help. Well, you know, if you think about this, you know, shingles is a virus. Right. So how do you turn the virus off and get actual feeling back into those nerve endings is what you're, what you're really trying to do. And so what I would look at is, getting rid of any processed carbohydrates. So I would really get rid of bread and pasta and and all that stuff and cookies and all that sugar stuff. And then what I would do is I would look at eating probably more animal protein and more vegetables so that you're getting the nutrients back in. And I know if you came in on an individual consultation, we would really look at how to help those nerve endings heal. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, again, we have, we'd have to look at exactly what's going on with your health and how you do eat because there's things that we can do that will help that, but it might, you know, it's like a, it's an individual process, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do. I've been listening to your program, and I do eat much better than I used to. Good. Even way before this, but I'm 83 years old, and I'm now I'm on gabapentin. Yes. It yep. really helps, but what else is it doing? <laughs> well, that's Besides. it. What else is yeah. it doing? And, you know, it may be okay for a short term, but you can't be on it very... I, I, I Personally, I don't think you should be on it very long. Right. So um, I guess, you know, if you're... Come in and make an appointment mm-hmm. because this is something... It's not only going to help that condition, it's going to help your health overall. Right. So, okay. And you know, you you want to be around at, at ninety three or one hundred and three, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And I want to have a a good lifestyle. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's what I believe. And the nutrition is the most important piece. But you know, really, what we're looking at too is supporting your immune system. So right. we would even take it a little bit further with maybe some some certain supplements too for you. Right. Right. And what what what's your number to make an appointment? Oh, six five one six nine nine three four three eight. Um, 651-699-343. Yep. You got it. Thank you. We have offices, different places. Yes, we do. And we'll get one closest to you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Katie, you were talking about making sure that we have sufficient dopamine. You need to eat, you know, protein. Animal proteins. You know, four, five, six times a day. Mm -hmm. But when you don't eat meat, fish, eggs, cheese, or you don't eat enough animal protein, you may actually become deficient. And that addictive substance can trick your pleasure centers when the dopamine surges occur. Mm-hmm. So, so like if you don't have sufficient levels of dopamine and you eat cookies, you're going to get the surge of dopamine and all of a sudden it creates the addiction. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, really sometimes it takes months and months of eating protein, vegetables, and good fat to change the brain chemistry. And I think as nutritionists, we have to keep telling people, mm-hmm. re 
you know, kind of re-inspiring them mm-hmm. that they have to stay with this, stay mm-hmm. with this because they actually can change their brain chemistry. Yes, absolutely. You know, nutrition can and it will change your brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, how do we break that Christmas cookie habit? Or maybe it's the Chex Mix habit or the fudge habit. Um, it's Changing habits is much more complex than just making this New Year's resolution. Definitely. Frankly, a New Year's resolutions are here today and gone tomorrow. Yes. Resolutions don't change brain chemistry. To change brain chemistry, you put and put an end on the chemistry of temptations. You know, you need to reduce stimulating the pleasure center. You know, so for example, if you are still signing up for the cookie exchange every single year, it's time to stop. Yes, it you know, is time to stop. You are what you're doing is you're stimulating that pleasure center, and in time you will fall prey to the box of cookies you have hidden in your freezer. Because you could say to yourself, "Oh, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to enjoy making the cookies, and I'll put them away in the freezer." But what'll happen is all of a sudden you'll they'll start to call your name. Exactly, you'll be in some frozen cookies. You'll be in some fro- <laughs> frozen cookie dough. Yeah. So to stop the chemistry of temptation takes more than simply making a New Year's resolution. It takes what I call an intellectual commitment. And that's what mm-hmm. Jennifer started talking about at the very beginning of the show. She made an intellectual commitment to break that cycle of pain. And she broke that cycle of stimulating the pleasure center. And, you know, you probably didn't even know you were stimulating the pleasure center with the cookies or the candy or the uh, whatever you right. were eating as a teenager. Right. No. You know, what about this? If fast food is your plenar, pleasure center stimulation. Oh, and we know that one. Yes. So many people. So many people. You know, don't pull into a drive through thinking you're just ordering a cup of coffee. They, It's not a good mood food, right? You know, so the time goes so fast. If you are really wanting to get your sugar addictions under control, maybe it's time to come in for a nutritional consult and we'll sit down one-on-one with you. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Have a happy New Year. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.